Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, I believe I speak for many when I say yesterday was quite a historic day. And today, January 21st, marks one year since the first confirmed coronavirus case in the United States. What a year it has been. So this is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, January 21st. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody is doing well today on this Thursday. Let's start with news that broke last night by R. Michael Smith, broke around 9.45 Eastern Time. Larry Scott's nearly 11-year run as Pac-12 commissioner is coming to an end. Scott and the conference have agreed to part ways on June 30th, which is a year before his contract expires. The conference will now begin the national search for its next commissioner with plans to have Larry Scott's successor hired by the time he leaves office. Now, Scott will continue to be paid through June of 2022. Now, the timeline was pushed up on this deal because of the upcoming media rights negotiations. We all know how important those are to the Pac-12. The Pac-12's deals with ESPN and Fox run out in 23-24, so conference leaders wanted to make sure the new commissioner had enough time to prepare for those negotiations, which will be a big indicator on the financial viability of the Pac-12. That's a very big deal for the conference. Now let's look back at the tenure of Larry Scott. Now over his tenure, the Pac-12 really struggled to keep up with some of the Power Five when it came to revenue and exposure. Now the Pac-12's multiple sports did quite well, but the Pac-12's highest profile sports football, and men's basketball both failed to produce national champions during Scott's tenure. We all know that the final few years of Scott's term as commissioner had heavy media criticism about the Pac-12's media footprint, about the pac 12 spending, about even Larry Scott's salary. And of course, the Pac-12 network, which was the brainchild of Larry Scott, never seemed to produce enough revenue to close the revenue gap with the other Power Five conferences. Now remember, Larry Scott started at the Pac-12 in July of 2009 when it was the Pac-10. And his hire was considered a surprise because Larry Scott's background was in tennis. He was CEO of the WTA. And even though he played college tennis, he was really perceived as an outsider who didn't come through the traditional athletic director or commissioner ranks. And I believe that really impacted people's perception of him during his more than 10-year run. Now, Larry Scott's term ending early means more change at the Power Five commissioner level. Remember, the ACC just hired Jim Phillips, who will start next month. Big Ten commissioner Kevin Warren is entering his second year. Now, that leaves the SEC's Greg Sankey in his sixth season and the Big 12's Bob Bowlesby in his ninth season as the veterans among the Power Five commissioners. Now, who's next? We'll have to wait and see. Do Pac-12 leaders look for someone in the media space, in the technology space, or do they look for someone in the collegiate ranks? Remember, my sources told me that the ACC really at first wanted an outsider, but at the end of the day, with all the changes in intercollegiate athletics, they felt more secure, 
more safe going the insider route, and that led them to Jim Phillips of Northwestern. We'll have to see what the Pac-12 does to replace Larry Scott. Let's move on to some ratings news because our John Aran and Austin Carp reported that NFL playoff viewership continued its downward trend over the weekend. Viewership for the four divisional round games fell around 7% from last season and around 4% from 2019. Those aren't huge drops. And they are in line with the league's regular season performance. And the four games are still going to be among TV's top audiences for 2021. So they'll be among the most viewed shows all year. But they are down. Fox's late Sunday game between the Bucks and the Saints had the most viewers at 35.5 million, but that was the lowest audience for the late Sunday divisional game window in more than a decade. So now we keep an eye on the ratings and the viewership around this weekend's championship games. In the college ranks, our Austin Carp notes that college game day suffered a pretty significant decline on ESPN in 2020. ESPN's broadcast and viewership was down 25% from 2019. Let's move over to some new sponsorship inventory because we keep writing about sponsorship inventory being created across the leagues. The NHL has been very aggressive. So has MLS, and our Mark Burns reported that MLS will extend more of the enhanced sponsorship opportunities from the 2020 season into next year. So they're including the goal line carpets and the inner bowl branding into next season. Both of those areas are seen as opportunities not just to retain revenue with make goods, but also to bring in new revenue. And again, I don't think that the leagues will backtrack. I think these new sponsorship inventory assets are here to stay, and I think it's a fine thing. I have no problem with the league's efforts to create new sponsorship inventory that would allow teams to generate new revenue, but also retain revenue. As we talk about college sports, we've talked about the NCAA men's basketball tournament being in a contained environment in Indianapolis. Well, NCAA officials next week are expected to arrive in San Antonio for a site inspection of facilities that could accommodate the entire women's basketball tournament. Now, remember, the Final Four is scheduled for San Antonio, but we've been discussing on BuzzCast how the NCAA is examining whether it could host the entire event, the entire tournament within the San Antonio footprint. And we'll end on some agency news and a hat tip to longtime ESPN executive Rob Temple, who was named CEO and equity partner of Fish Bait Solutions, which counts ESPN events, the Country Music Association, Anheuser-Busch, and Capital One as clients. So now Fish Bait Marketing and its affiliated agency R&R Bait and Tackle, do you see a trend there, will be combined as Fish Bait Solutions Fishbait founder is Rick Jones, one of the best guys in the business. He'll become chief creative officer, and his R&R partner, Ron Cook, will be chair of the combined company, and Temple becomes CEO. Rob Temple left ESPN last month after an 18-year career, very well known in the media and agency ranks. This seems like a great opportunity for him, and congratulations to one of the best guys in the business, Rick Jones. And I'll end how I end yesterday. I got a couple of notes that people appreciated this. Our most read stories yesterday of our daily content, the number one most read story about the Mets vowing to approve their vetting process. The second most read story was about the Hurricanes positive test may reveal a flaw in the NHL's testing plan. 
Of course, our third most read story, executive transactions. Fourth most read story was about the Blue Jays and their activity in free agency. And the fifth most read story in our daily content yesterday was about the NHL responding to concerns and eliminating technology tracking pucks for now as the players complained about the tracking puck performance. So that is your morning buzzcast. It's Thursday. It's January 21st. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy, stay safe, be good to each other, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.